You're listening to the other half. Conversations with men on gender equality with Kiara Condi. We are here with Philippe Donano, the president of Sisley, one of the most famous and high-end skincare and cosmetic companies in the world. Under his direction and that of his teams, Sisley has become one of the most prestigious brands in the world. I particularly love their Black Rose mask, which my sister has stolen from my bathroom several times. I've known Philippe for several years, and he is the first person that came to my mind when I started this podcast, because I have seldom seen a CEO embrace with such heart the feminist cause. So welcome, Philippe. Hi. So can you tell us what feminism means to you? What does it mean? And when did you become a feminist? Actually, I think I'm beyond feminism in the <laughs> sense that we have an organization that, which is mixed. And I've always uh, looked at people as people, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not questioning whether it's a man or a woman. In my experience of work, interaction with people, you see that uh, uh, you've got very different characters. And I've, I've always judged people as what I've, you know, the perception I had of them and with no idea of mm -hmm. race or idea of uh, gender. I think that uh, you, you judge a people by, by the behavior of the person more than by any uh, preconceived idea. And working in, on, in an organization which is uh, very mixed in cosmetics, we have, uh, we have actually more women than men, but uh, I think that we are beyond this subject. I'm not, question, I'm not thinking when I'm discussing with somebody, oh, is it a man? Am I hiring a man or a woman? I'm just looking at the person and just, you know, I think that's what you should always, always do uh, in, when you... Uh, I think it's a natural, uh, it's more humanity than even just defense. Now, saying that, I think that at the same time, if you look at the world and if you're in interested by the political subjects, there is an injustice and there's a cause to defend because in some parts of the world, but even in some parts of our own countries, you have uh, behaviors which are unfair, which don't leave equal chance to, to talent. And that's not just, that's not fair. And that should be, that should be fight against. If you look at the situation of the world, uh, I, I read in that in the last five years, you have, you have more women that are in a state which is close to slavery than uh, black people during the last three centuries. So that's questions you, we, we denounce rightly many injustices, but the, but this fact is been going on for a very long time and, and still very strong in, the, in a lot of places in the world. And in that, yes, I would be feminist. Yeah, I think that's very important what you said. It's about recognizing the human potential of each person that you have in front of you mm. and about leaving away the biases that might make you think one way or another about the person. And that's something that we as a society can all aspire to. And that's also something we can all work on as an individual to embrace this cause. But it's also another thing. I'm not, I'm not for strict equality. Mm -hmm. I think we're all different. But I think that, that the society is fair only when people which can have talent are able to express it. And if, it, if it's not the case, then there is a problem. Yes. And I think that's very true. And I think that that's what's helped. Uh, what's the obstacle for a lot of women today mm -hmm. is that there are a lot of environmental and cultural obstacles in the environment that are stopping them from reaching their full potential as individuals. So that what you said is very, very important. And at the same time, I think there's a lot of reason of optimism because yes. we've, we've seen that in, 
At least in Western countries, there's been tremendous change in the last 100 years, which proves that, and with, with consequences which are good consequences, we, we see that uh, that mixed organizations are much more efficient. We see that uh, it changed for, for the better, the, our world. So, uh, but when you look at it, there's been incredible progress. Think that in France, the vote for women is 1945. Uh, in Europe, the last area which gave the vote to women was 1972 in some Swiss uh, counties. Think that in France, in the 1960s, a woman could not have the check, write a check, check, yeah. write a check. She had to refer to all this. Seems really now when you think about it, really bizarre to Medieval. us. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but it's not so far away. So and you so you see at the same time, and I'm, I'm an optimist. So <laughs> you see at the same time that you you can have the progress, and you and you see also that there are threats. Yes. No. I think there's a lot to be optimistic about, and. So how does it feel to be the CEO of a cosmetics and skincare brand that is uh, mostly female? How does that require to adapt your thinking or perspective or has it changed you as well? No, I was changed by the by the maybe cosmetics. I, I was planning to be, to work in the in the press in, in in the United States, and for a very sad reason, my my, my younger brother who worked went to work for Sisley. He didn't like to study in university. He wanted to work and make money, <laughs> and he and so he started as a sales representative, and he killed himself in a car accident uh, during his work mm-hmm. going to visit a client. I didn't want to leave my parents at that period of time and go to the US. So I offered them to stay a little bit with them, took back the job of my brother. And I discovered a word which is fascinating. The real meaning of cosmetic is that it uh, gives you self-confidence. Mm. I think that's, and it helps you to age harmoniously. And we all need that. We need to age harmoniously, accept also the fact that we're going to age and do it in a way which, we, in a good condition, where we still feel we can do a lot of things. We feel still good have about ourselves. Good about ourselves. Have projects. So, in our world, which is still still quite dominated by men, this idea is not always well understood, mm-hmm. and it's not always understood how much it's important. When you you say in the, in French language, it's it's not something important. You say it's cosmetic, <laughs> and and actually, I discovered. By traveling, I was a sales rep. I was going visiting perf- the perfumeries, discussing with the customers, discussing with the sales guys, seeing what these perfumeries were about. I, I discovered something which was very human, and I was very touched by, by by that. And men or women, people which start to work in the cosmetic industry, they they very seldomly leave it because it's a, it's a very human, attaching uh, uh, business. It's also very international. Just as I was starting in the cosmetics, I, I was, um, at the time, it was compulsory to do the military service in France. Mm-hmm. So I was an officer in the French army. And uh, so I had, had one woman when, in one of my groups, but otherwise it was, it was oh. only a man. And when I arrived in Sisley, the general manager, which was a woman, said to me, you know, you won't be able, you won't manage the woman here like you managed the man in the army. And, <laughs> and, and frankly, I've never, again, I've never stopped to the gender in cosmetics, we, we have all the creation, and, uh, and but then we have a lot of sales team. It's very important mm-hmm. not only to do the great product, but also to explain it well and with enthusiasm and with conviction and with service through sales team. And these sales team are mostly f- feminine. And, and that was something which was very important for me, which brought me a lot, the work with the sales team, the passion of serving well a customer. And something which is very interesting is 
what makes a super salesperson, it's like acting. Huh? Mm -hmm. You've got actors which are <laughs> another, in another league. Well, the same thing you have, the, you have the for sales <laughs> team. And what's the characteristic of a good, a good salesperson, man or woman? It's not the, the qualification because they're all qualified. It's not the age. It's not the look. It's not, it's not even the gender. It's the uh, empathy. A good sales team have a lot of empathy. And if and people with empathy, to keep them in your team, they also want empathy from, from you. You see, for example, for lunch, I was uh, discussing, I was, I was having lunch with some of my best sales, sales mm -hmm. team. And, and they say to me, it's, you know, we're really happy to be in a company where we can discuss so freely, discuss with the owners. And I think that gives us uh, something. It was more an adaptation to, the, to an industry, to a... Uh, different kind of people working in this industry. But of course, there was a lot of these people were, were women and that, that was just natural. Of <laughs> it's not a subject. Of course, well, because the, the products are all, were also made for women. So, they so they're made for women and, and, and men, but we were different a little bit in terms of uh, tradition and we're different in terms also of skin. Women's skin is thinner than men's skin. So the woman's sense have, has a strong sense when you, mm -hmm. for example, you Skin is demoisturized. You feel it. You need, mm. therefore, you need to put yeah, to put some product. A man will not feel it, and it's his girlfriend, his <laughs> wife, who's going to say you should put something you on your really skin. Bad. Yeah, really bad. And after one week, she says, "You know what? Go and buy your own product. Stop taking mine." And so then the man comes in the perfume shop or the counter, and he's a little very bit shy. shy. <laughs> and he's a very good customer for our beauty consultant because he's a. He doesn't discuss the price. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, and he's, he will take, and if he, if he's advised a product which fits him well, he'll be very faithful to the product. A, a woman knows much more about cosmetic, is much more interested. So she will test, try other brands, compare, discuss. Uh, she's got maybe more culture of the, mm -hmm. of the product. But the, the man also can, we have more and more men using, uh, using uh, creams. And that's also, I think, in a way, Men admit that also appearance is important for them. They are, don't feel threatened in their masculinity to, to use a cosmetic. I think that's also, in a way, a, a progress. Yeah, it's also the opening of society that if you need something and it makes you happy and it makes you feel good, you should just do it. Yeah. Not just and, because and you're a man or a woman. Not going to strong gender mm -hmm. stereotypes. Uh, and I think that the new generation are completely different on, on, on that mm -hmm. matter. They don't feel threatened to use a, a cosmetic product. Uh, we also live longer. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are, and we all, appearance, whether we think philosophically it's good or bad, has an importance <laughs> in most of the societies around the world. You can judge it's not good. You can judge it's, it's good. You can have both point of views, but it's important. So therefore, having a good product, taking care of yourself is something that uh, is important for many, uh, for a lot of people. That's really interesting. I know that this brand began uh, sort of a long time before you became CEO and headed it and that it was launched by both your parents. So you grew up in this company, seeing it also grow and develop. And what role did your mother play in the company? We started in 1930s with my grandfather mm -hmm. and my grandmother. And it's very oh, often okay. been a, a couple adventure. And my grandmother was one of these women. She was Polish. Sometimes bad things bring good things, and and uh, out of uh, the war were terrible in in the world and in Europe, but it brought something which was uh, much more independence for women because the men were at war and the women were taking care of uh, 
of uh, everything during that period. And once you give them the power, it was difficult to take it back to them. And my, my grandmother was of this generation. She was driving, you know, we were in the mm. 30s. She was working and, and she was working with my grandfather. And they she unfortunately died quite young uh, from cancer, but she, she, was, uh, she was one of these new generation of active women. And I found letters that she sent to the beauty consultant giving the instructions of what they should do. Mm. And I found all the commercial, you know, know-how that I learned from my father. <laughs> uh, in these letters written with a really elegant, small, you know, writing, handwriting. And she, she had was a very commercial mind as well. Very commercial and very precise. She was telling exactly, today you would do that with your phone or with a short email. She would, with a very elegant writing, she would tell exactly all what had to be done in that shop for that visit, etc. It was fascinating to see this philosophy of detail written, you know, in this, in this. Uh, so they created the first cosmetic brand. Then with the two sons, my, my father, my, my uncle, created a perfume company when, when, when they were 18 years old, just were, were just after the Second World War. And then they joined with their, their parents to create a, a second company, Orlan, which was um, was one of the biggest companies in the 60s and beginning of the 70s in cosmetics. And then my uncle went to politics. My grandmother, unfortunately, died. My, my uh, grandfather retired. And my father with my mother created a new cosmetic company. So it was more him at the start. Mm -hmm. because uh, he had the experience and my mother was more working in fashion. We had a fashion company, Jean-Louis Scherer, and she was the, she was the contact between the, the designer, the creator, Jean-Louis Scherer, and the yeah. company. And, and uh, what Jean years was this around? We were in the 1975, okay. 1974. So she was already working. So she was working, but in fashion. My father said to her, I need you to launch this new cosmetic brand. And it was fascinating as a kid to see how they were working because they... Uh, my father was a very strong character, but they were, you would put the two of them in a room and you had one idea every five seconds. And then, and it was a sort of interaction and between the two of them. And even with his very strong character, there was this, this um, interaction was fascinating and very touching also. Uh, it's just very lucky and, uh, and I had a lot of chance, but I, I, I never had the memory of my parents arguing one with the other. And today, my, my my father died, but my mother is still working uh, with in, you. In, well, oh, I'm working with her. <laughs> she, uh, we are working together, which is a fantastic uh, chance for us because she's one of the great living creator in uh, in cosmetics. Mm -hmm. She, my father, trained me more at the beginning on the commercial side. We, there was everything to do. We were a small company, and uh, and trained my and, and work with my mother on the creation and uh, marketing side. And my mother has a lot of taste, and uh, and she be, she she became one of with also her feminine sense, her use of the product. Because of course, when you're a woman, you're advantage in our business. When I was a sales representative, I was starting. I was 22, and uh, I, I, my first product was a, a, a mascara with a resin oil, which helped the lashes to regrow. You know. So I would go to the perfumery and, you know, the job is to present the, the product. So I had the, the, the girls, the, the sales girls of the store, and I would explain the product. And uh, I would say, it's, it's really good. It helps the lashes to grow. And they would look at me smiling and they would say, and, and you've tried it? <laughs> I said, of course. <laughs> but it's, true that you have a, it's true that when you, that you have a, yeah, you have a real. You have a sense for things that you yeah, use. You have a course. real competitive advantage. In, in, and that's why also there is such an attraction for them. But, so that's 
you know, had the family. Uh, so your mother was very much on the sort of commercial side. No, commercial more the marketing, marketing creation creative. side. And when I came in the mm-hmm. company, I, w- I was more in the, the commercial side. And and then, you know, when you launch a, a company from scratch, which they redid yes. with Cisley, first years are super hard. They were supporting one another. We didn't realize as kids how, how hard it was to relaunch a company. Yes. They didn't, sh- they, 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 they didn't, we didn't even realize they didn't show they us so well. much. <laughs> uh, they were traveling a, a lot, but, uh, but it was, uh, there was, and, and, but I think that the fact that they were, they were both of them so involved was very, they were very cl- close one with the other. It was very strong in, in, uh, in building. And then when I came in the company, I got on very well in work. We all have very strong characters, but we, I got really well in work with, with both of them. And then I learned, you know, and I, I, I grew in the, in the company. Wow, that's really great. And what do you think she really uh, passed you on as values? So the first value that my, my, both my parents passed was, was work. Mm. I think that from the, as a kid, we have a, we have a farm and uh, we have a forest and a farm in the middle of France. And as a kid with my brother, we were working in the farm and uh, we were paid uh, five, five francs per hour. And uh, we've always been in this culture. Uh, we didn't have pocket money. We were paid for our grades and we were paid for working. Mm. And, and we liked that because it, you know, it was, uh, I mean, we felt that we deserved the money yes. <laughs> and that it was ours. And I think that this value of work was a, a very, a very strong value. A second value uh, was uh, curiosity and culture. We were very lucky to be with parents which were inter- inter- very interested in things, meeting very interesting people, interested in arts, interested in painting, interesting in... Uh, and that, again, I, I would say it's really both of them, that uh, each of them with a different angle. My, my mother has a fantastic eye for painting. And, uh, and then another point is nature, I think. My, my, my parents uh, were passionate with nature. My father by the countryside and my mother also. My mother loved the mount- mountains, so we skied mm. a lot. And I think that also this sense of nature was, uh, was uh, very important. Another point is the, uh, the attention to people. My father was tough, but he was very, very genuinely uh, int- interested in people. And I think that th- that side also is important in the family business and is a, is a is a big, um, something which is important. And my mother is very interested by caritative actions, mm. and again, that's something on which we work together. Very we important. have a foundation. Yeah. Yes. And how do you think that has influenced that? Uh, that heritage has influenced your own leadership style. I think it's important first to have you not copy, <laughs> not copy. You, you know, you, you've got to have a leadership by your own character. Mm. If you force your character, you, I, I think it's not it's not correct. I'm, I'm clearly uh, uh, different from my parents. There is a way of management of CC which is which is which we is very important for us, which is this capacity to uh, be surrounded by people which all work in with on the same project. Very free speech. People have to give their opinion. I don't want to have people which, you know, only give out of the same opinion as me. Uh, we, we discuss a lot. We exchange a lot. We think that if we are several people in a room, we're going to be more clever than if, we are, if there is one person alone. And this interaction is, um, is uh, I think, is very important. Whatever subject it is, it can be uh, creating a product. It can be a legal subject. It can be... A, uh, any any subject when you have ex- when you can exchange with people which are very qualified you uh, you uh, 
well, you do better, you, you, you find better solutions. So it means also a way of to manage, which is uh, give your opinion, listen to people, uh, that people can speak freely, uh, not be aggressive if you disagree with them, because otherwise they won't speak anymore. Uh, not be aggressive if you find a problem in the organization, because otherwise they will ask the organization not to not to let the problems go back to you. So it's it's completely uh, it's a it's a very we we try to put a very constructive approach and a nice atmosphere. And again, it's not a question of gender. It's not because we have more women than men, but we we want to have in the company. It's 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 you 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 spend most of your time working, mm. <laughs> so you you want to have a, you want to be ambitious to have projects, but you want to come to work with pleasure. You know, yes. if you come to work with the you know the stomach tight and and, and nervous, it's uh, it's something which is uh, which is uh, complicated. And also, we need uh, team people. Mm. My my belief, I don't know how you see it. But, uh, but my belief is that our educational system, whether it is the U.S. or the French or the English, is too competitive. Yes. We, we, I, I don't need only I need people which can be competitive and can fight, but, but I need people who, who are team players. Yes, I've, to activate the collective intelligence. Yes, and and, and work together. Mm. And and sometimes people they're they're not. And sometimes we get from the educational system people which are very well prepared for competition, but not for teamwork. And teamwork for us is key. We, we in the people I recruit, I select people that I know will uh, that I know that I hope <laughs> will uh, will uh, will be people which will be capable of working as a team for a common project, and not people which just are working, you know, to show what they can do. Uh, yeah. And because that that again is, in my opinion, less less uh, efficient. And. You do you find that you're complementary with your sister because she's also involved in the management of the company? Does that give sort of a second, different perspective? We're complement complementary. She she went to uh, Princeton. She worked in the U.S. So she has a very ang Anglo-Saxon uh, vision also of the business. She lived in she lives in London, so she she sees also all the English ecosystem. So of course, it's very interesting and complementary. At the same time. We had the same training. She's a strong. She she ran the subsidiary for Cisle. She launched the, the South American market. Uh, she launched mm -hmm. the Mexican subsidiary. So uh, so she's also has got a very good sense of the commercial part of the, the business. So it's very uh, it's 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 a very interesting interaction for us, and it's also um, very nice to work together. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's uh, it's uh, it gives more power. It, it makes things very fluid. So um, so uh, just before I came, you saw us working on the, our internet box. <laughs> so we were discussing, and <laughs> Christine said, "You're speaking and you're not listening to what we're showing to you." <laughs> so it's uh, it's yes, no, it's it's nice. It's nice also to work with uh, talented people, mm. whether they're your family or they're not your family. But to I think that. Uh, I think that one of the great strengths is to be able to to be surrounded by by people which are talented and different one from the others, so that each of them can bring you something. That complementarity. That's complementary or, or with different visions, mm -hmm. which can gives you different angles because the problem can be always more complex. And you know, if if you have different visions of the same problem, well, maybe you'll find more interesting solutions. You have three daughters. So can you tell us how so being a father has uh, changed you and 
uh, how you've raised them and how you've been engaged in um, well, in their childhood? First, it's uh, I I think what you first it's fantastic, <laughs> it was fantastic experience in life, my wife and I, and uh, the second thing is. Uh, I think what you, at the beginning, what you can bring the most to the children is uh, emotional confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for me, it was, I've always been interested by edu educational subjects, but I think that at the beginning, what you bring is, it's, it's fascinating also because with the first uh, child, you, you rediscover the world with her. Mm -hmm. You rediscover the details of the world. With the second child, you are struck by the difference with the first child. <laughs> Difference of character, same father, same mother, completely different character. And, and same with the third child, it's again another character. And uh, so that, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And what I think what, what my parents brought me and, and, and what I think is really important for the children is if you have um, uh, safe, uh, warm, lo lo if you're loved, if you have a warm environment, it gives you such a strength in life. It gives you such a confidence. It, it gives you such an emotional balance. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts that you can have give to your children. So that was the first thing. And the second thing is, well, the three girls, they, they, they're, all, uh, they're all very strong. They have strong characters. And, you know, you follow, you think that you... You think you cannot control things for your children. You have to accompany them. You say accompany. Accompany them, and you have to uh, interact with them and give them your support and maybe give them sometimes advice. But the most important thing is to be there, is to be uh, present, the present there for them and and interact with them. I'm also very proud of one thing: is they they really want to change change the world in the, in and mm -hmm. i'm proud of two things actually as they now are students one that each of them in a different um, with a different idea they want to change things for better and second which is the danger of intelligence they are pragmatic and not ideologists mm -hmm. and i think that in life you have to have an ideal but not an ideology and uh, and they will they and what i'm really proud is that they take each problem and strong subjects in different fields and always look at it in a very human, pragmatic way, and and that, as as a father, is, is something is uh, is uh, something of of great pride because uh, I think that the ideologies have damaged, did a lot and are always doing a lot of damage, and especially to clever people. Uh, well, clever people do a lot of damage because of ideologies. Yeah. But but uh, but uh, but at the same time, we want a society where people keep an ideal. If we don't have ideals. We won't make things better. We won't. We won't go to a, try to make our world a little bit better. Mm. You know that when we are, when we arrive there, and uh, and so that's to see that they have this. You know this 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 ideal is very very is great for us for for me and my wife. And do you think that your education uh, sort of helped them take that interest in the world and in shaping the world and? Yes, and, 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 active and encounters. We go, for example, to uh, I love surfing, and, and we go to uh, we've been going for 15 years in Indonesia, in a very remote island where, which is very poor of the Indonesian archipelago, uh, and uh, and uh, we uh, we were supporting a foundation there, and uh, actually the girl got involved in the foundation to a point where they did a movie. They were 15 and 13, 16 and 13, and they did a movie. Mm -hmm. They they raised money for the, uh, for they created the club in their school. They interviewed um, uh, one of the, the um, 
one of the Sumbanese uh, woman, which was in charge of one of the programs. So mm. she was a local, the, the program was American, but she was a local rainy and uh, they, they really connected, but also understood a lot of the difficulties that you had in a very poor island for a woman to take responsibilities. And, uh, and uh, I think that encounter was, you know, sometimes you also you change with encounters. Yes. That encounter was a big a shaping moment. Yeah. A shaping moment. Exactly. And, uh, and that was maybe uh, one, one, one moment where suddenly they started to be really, both of them actually, uh, to be interested by, by you know, specific subject and thinking that they, and even having an urge of wanting to do a difference, you know. And uh, uh, the, 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 the founder of the, of, the, of, the, the founder of the foundation, when he saw the, the documentary uh, that, that they did, he, he he was doing documentary to promote the foundation. He he, he had tears and he took them in their arms. He's a big guy, yeah, and uh, and he took them in their arms. He said, I, I, "You understood the soul of the of the island, and you understood the soul of what we're doing here, and uh, and and also the fact that it was a woman." So a lot a, of empathy and, and compassion local, in their work. As yeah, well. and a local, and he was not at all. Uh, uh, he was not at all. He thought that the idea of to put forward a, a woman and a local to explain what the foundation was doing was much better than even putting him as a, as a, as the yes. founder in front. And he was very, he was, he had a lot. So it's so even for them, it was encouraging and it was yeah, a shaping moment, as you say. The other half will return after a quick break. It's pretty amazing that under your leadership, the company grew from a hundred to 5,000 people. Um, so what do you attribute that to in terms of, in terms of leadership and what uh, role has diversity played in that? Yes. Um, first 100 to 5,000, it's, it's, it's under our leadership because there was, uh, my father ran the company for until the end of the, of of 2010. And we were working Mm -hmm. the beginning of 2010 and we were working to, um, Together, so it's more like a, an adventure with a family and a team of very qualified people around this this uh, this family. Um, the the again the the fact that we had uh, that we had uh, women uh, um, didn't come in account for us. A little bit, my father used to say, well, I want to recruit women because they are more faithful to the company. They know better the products. And I, w- I would say to, to him, but it's illegal. You cannot do it's that. Positive discrimination. <laughs> yes, positive discrimination. It's funny because you see, uh, we have 93% of women in the company and we would never get a reproach that we don't have enough men. Yeah. I'm happy about it because actually uh, it's a type of industry that attracts women. For me, what's important is that uh, in, in an organization, you're not discriminated because of a gender or because of a race if you have talent. And for example, with our foundation, we support uh, another an, um, um, studies uh, on another industry, which is um, which is movie, the movie industry. We support uh, studies on a very interesting question. There is a fifty percent of women which goes out of the of the directing schools in cinema. Yes, and there is twenty percent of directors women. Wow. So that's a question. Yes. Well, why do you have cosmetic attracts a lot of women, but here, why do you have cinema attracts a lot of women too? Why do you have fifty percent of women who goes out of the of the university and only twenty percent of director, twenty five percent in the new generation? So, the Zach Film Festival, we we give a prize with them mm-hmm. for um, 
uh, a woman uh, director, but they they said to us, could we could we do a study? So they took um, uh, scholars. And they did a, a study on the, on the subject. They, they made the fact, mm. you know, that the first directors in the cinema, they, it was not Les Frères Lumière, it was two sisters. It was women, the, the first really? movie director. Yeah, that's something that nobody <laughs> knows, which is quite bizarre. They have professionals from the movie industry, both men and women. And mm-hmm. they made, I think, 30 or 40 propositions. Uh, so to we increase the number of yes to say women. why is it a problem with uh, I don't know with the teams is it a problem with the budgets is, mm-hmm. is it a problem with the trust for example uh, you've got much less women who are, which are doing uh, this it, it drops very from the first movie to the second movie to the third movie there's no uh, less good movie done by a woman than a man so why is that why is that subject and that's that's an interesting um, that's an interesting subject because I have Two girls in, in studying in the States and uh, I've been invited to a lot of leadership uh, and, and because my company is mostly women, yes. been, uh, about, uh, I've been invited to a lot of uh, conferences about uh, women leadership and, and again, and, and one of the discussions was the quotas. Mm. And uh, the, the most sensitive sensitive thing I heard was from a woman, Italian. Wow. <laughs> She's an MP, um, I think, um, left left wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she she addressed at a conference organized by Barnard yeah. in Paris. And she said, you know, we were working on the, the boards. So boards is only a little part of the subject of, of a woman in, 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 in companies. But And she said, we, we, uh, we created quotas for the boards. So in Italy, you know, which was a yes. little bit uh, considered as a macho country. So she said it was a little bit, she was quite funny also in the way she was presenting it. So I partnered with a right-wing uh, MP uh, woman also. And uh, we we made the, the bill pass uh, on Friday afternoon because a lot of, um, of people... people <laughs> we for the weekend. Uh, we for the weekend. So the people who wanted to vote for the bill, they stayed and <laughs> we passed the bill. But she said... We, so we passed a quota for, for the, the boards, uh, company boards. But she said... Only for nine years, because mm. we consider that it's offensive even for women to pass to put yes. a quota. Forever. Why would we have a quota of women? It would mean that we, that women would be less qualified. So it's just a change of mentality to break the break. What is today yeah. the glass ceiling exactly. or the so barrier? In the businesses in the where where there is uh, still or glass ceiling, or in a defavorable environment, because sometimes there's no ceiling, but mm-hmm. just the women don't want to work in a place where you've got only men. Yes. So the fact that you have more mixity brings more women to apply. So she said, we, we did it. And we think that nine years, it will be enough. After mm-hmm. that, we won't have to speak about quotas anymore. It will be accepted. It will be, uh, it will have changed. And, and, and there will be no more discussion and subject about it. And I thought that that yes. uh, that point of view was very in, in this discussion, yes. which is sometimes very tense on quotas, yes, quotas, no quotas. The question is not the quotas forever. The, the, the question the question is it's what just sometimes now? quotas for the for for a change for a short period for a period of time defined mm-hmm. period of time which allows the change of mentality, and yes. and once the, the mentality is changed, people would see that actually it was. Not a problem at all. It was natural, and that even the organization is working better with a better mixity. It can apply for women. Mm. It can apply also for for gender. It can apply also for for minorities. But in doing that, you 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 don't get anymore the argument that a quota is a way. You know, it can defavor also uh, uh, somebody which would be more talented. It's really more an active action for pure defined period of time to change. 
Yes, exactly. I read a study from an Oxford professor and she said that you need to change and you need to have 30% women so that the culture of a place changes. Exactly. That is the minimum. But also, but also when you think about it, would you go, is it always comfortable to go in an organization where you are alone? I remember going to a bank. Oh. I was for a time member of a big French bank board, board mm. of directors. And there was one woman. She mm. was a, a, one of uh, the French, uh, very talented chef. Uh, she had three stars at Michelin, uh, Madame Pic. And uh, the, I was the president of the board said, oh, we're really happy to work like that. There was 25 men and one woman. And he said, we are very happy to have, one, uh, to have one woman at the board. It was ridiculous. You know, it, <laughs> so she was, very, she was very relaxed, but it was just the comment was... Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's not even nice to go to a place where you're alone, you know? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you start to have a certain proportion, it changes you much. It becomes much more natural. Much it changes more, the interaction. Yeah, it's it much more comfortable. You're not anymore like the only per, only woman in the in the room. You, there is, you don't think anymore about yeah. man or woman. You just have people in, in the room and that's it. You know? Yes. No, and that equilibrium is really important. And also, Fipik is is great, and what she's doing to promote women in gastronomy is fantastic. And yes, she has yeah. the only chef sommelier in a three star restaurant that is a woman. Yes, a woman. So that's also important because I think you know some women can also help bring other women into these environments. So that's another subject, uh, and that's for example when we held the the uh, Les Cream Festival. We had by giving a prize to a woman director. Yes. I take an example just like mm -hmm. that uh, for the for the discussion. Another thing which is important is the role model models. Mm. To have strong role models gives a so for us, for example, when we decided with our foundation to to give a prize for uh, that was uh, just after the year that was the year the uh, Les Arc Film Festival did that the year where in Cannes there was uh, no woman in the jury, no woman in the the, the, the film which was selected, Disastrous. and there was a big article by. Famous uh, French journalist from Elle, which said this is a, uh, this is not normal to have that situation, and they proposed to create the prize. And the, the idea was to put forward women directors, uh, some very well known, some less well known. We had Yasmila Zbanic, which is a Bosnian, for example, who did do movies in Bosnia, where there is you know, at that time there was very little money, and she, yeah. she did Sarajevo, My Love, and show by by putting them forward that the that the well, that you had a woman director, that as a woman, you could be a director, you know, yes. just that, that idea. Role models are something that are very important. And to have a top personality in, in, in sectors, for example, when the, where there is not a lot of women is, is very important. I, I think of, for example, of my, my brother-in-law's my brother uh, sister, Anna Patricia Botin. She's one of the top, ex, top uh, president of a bank. And the banking system had not a lot of women. Mm -hmm. For example, it's very important for other women to see that you have a, that you have a, that you have that you have women which are at the top position because it shows them that they can also you can do be it. a woman and succeed. And again, I'm not for, I don't I'm, I don't believe in equality. Uh, again, in, in quotas for the long term, I think that I'm very happy to have mm -hmm. more women than men in Sicily. I hope that nobody would put me quotas, but. But I think that you have to 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 have the possibility if you want to do the yeah, to be in the French army as a as an officer and you're a woman to, to do it you uh, if it's what you want to do yeah. maybe you won't have as much women in the French army as men that's not the objective but that a woman can be we've seen that in uh, mm. in different in different uh, women can be uh, can be uh, can be 
can be officers in the yeah. army, can be pilots. You know, there is no... Uh, it reminds me of the news that we saw in the last week where NASA had to stop uh, some women from the spacewalk because they, the suits were only made for men. <laughs> <laughs> but these are also the yes, adaptation. That you have to so it, it's, it's also kind of saying... We have a famous you know, uh, French astronaut, a woman, Enure, uh, who was also minister of... Uh, of uh, I think she was minister of. She had several minister position. Yes. So, so yes, absolutely. You have alpinists. I, you, we had great women alpinists. I wouldn't absolutely be incapable of doing. And I'm very. I do a lot of sports to do what they were doing, climbing with no ropes, free, free mountains in one day, for example. Yeah. No, you have a. You there is no. There is there are some physi physiological differences, but but you see that mostly. That you have most, and you have also some tastes, and there are difference, and and there are difference between man and woman, but but uh, but in average, yes. But uh, but then you have talents. You have people which can do a fantastic uh, fantastic thing. And what we want again in society is that people which have talent can express their talent. That's, that's really what is exactly. The key. You should succeed in life and in, in your work because of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I fully respect also the choice of yes. a woman to take care of a. Of, the, of her kids and stop working if she can that's also a freedom which is fair because she's got to give birth which yes. we don't have uh, as men we don't have to but and that can explain also that there is maybe a little bit less top managers in uh, women than men but what is not explainable is that you have that you would have a bar barrier that you would not be able to exceed to top position exactly. just because you would be a woman or maybe uh, of a different color of skin, or that that, that mm. these are things are are not uh, are not fair and they are not acceptable. And I think that brings us to the very interesting uh, discussion about well, you know, it's true that women carry children. You know, that's the truth of life. And at the same time, we shouldn't make this an obstacle. It should be something that mm. companies and that society works around. And in in a way, that, uh, we can put in policies that help that. And we could also, um, as companies, work so that, you know, if a woman wants to come back after she has taken some time off, it's possible. Or if she needs certain flexibility, it's possible. So what do you think that um, companies and, and, and governments should do to help facilitate this place where we're losing a lot of women in the workforce, which is the reality? You have two, two subjects. You have the companies, which fight sometimes in very competitive environment mm -hmm. and sometimes fight for their life also, or for their, uh, I mean, some, yes. some companies work, but some companies can be in, in more difficulties. And, and then you have a situation where we are different, where women have to be able to do career if they want to do a career, and where we are all happy to have children. So uh, how do we deal with this, this situation? My first point is the maternity should be Neutral in cost for the companies. Mm. Uh, I explain myself. It should be paid by the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. There should be no cost for the company, no extra cost for the company. To uh, The company will replace the employee, which is in maternity leave, but the, the salary during the maternity leave should be paid by the state, which means us all collectively as taxpayers and not just the company. Otherwise, even if you pass policies, it creates a bias a discrimination. Uh, discrimination. Who discrimination. will stop? Yeah, who will stop a recruiter who see a young man and a young woman of twenty-seven years old, same age, 
thinking, even if he will never admit it, or she will never admit it, because yes. it can be also uh, a woman who has the, who's the recruiter, yeah. <laughs> she will she will think how I'm I'm going to take the man because the woman might have a baby in two years. And this this subject, if you want to even to be really sure that you avoid this kind of thinking, you have to to uh, neutralize the cost. Then you have the replacement. But in our world where, and especially for qualified people, where qualified people are, are now mm -hmm. scarce resource, yeah. uh, I think that it's, it's sometimes also, I think that the replacement is something that is the duty of the company. You can find a replacement. You maybe will see a new talent. You might, for this new talent, find another position in the company where you, when when the the woman comes back. So for this is something that I think the the human resources of each company should take as even an advantage, even as a positive advantage. We have uh, some of the CISLE employees. Uh, CISLE um, employees said to me. Uh, Because you know, when you're the boss, you don't know what everybody says. <laughs> says to me, you know how they call Cisle? The, the in French, you say la boîte à bébé. The baby machine. The baby company. <laughs> and uh, I think that the company can get organized. And then there's another uh, policy which is really important if if you want to allow women to continue if they want their career, is that uh, you have uh, in French we say crèche. Yes, uh, so uh, child care. Ch child care. Yes. And that the state reinvests on the child care. If we don't have that, well, we'll pay for it. First, our demography will be less dynamic because it's mm -hmm. women will have be more reluctant to have uh, children and, uh, and uh, because they will have to make a choice between children and career, and that's not very fair. It will penalize society. It will p penalize sometimes the couples also because they... And, it's, uh, and I think that's a, a very important subject. And then... In some countries, not in all of them, you've got also a mentality to change, which is the belief that you see even in some European countries that a woman should stop, that a woman which doesn't stop to take care of, the, of mm -hmm. children is uh, a bad mother. You can have that also in some, some Asian countries. I completely respect, if it's possible, sometimes financially it's not, but the, the choice of a woman to stop to take care of... of to choose. To choose. The woman has more obligation than man. She goes, got to get birth. She's, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, so she, she's got in also the possibility to, this possibility to choose, but she should choose. She should be able also to continue her career and have the support if she wants to, to do that. And, and, and also have the respect of the, of the society if she does that. And, uh, and that's something uh, that I think is something on which we should fight yes. for. And I think we need to make the choosing more flexible in the sense that if you want to take six months, if you do want to take one year, You know, you, you should be able to come back. And so in the French law, it exists. It's, it's called congé parental. It's not very much used by women which are very, um, which have an ambition yes. in their career. Because, of course, if you look at the company side, it will have an impact, you know, on the choices. If, if you, for example, come back and say, I want to work part time, you will have. And that explains sometimes also some of the difference in the top position. You will have a well. You won't be able to have the same responsibility as if you work full time. But the company should be able to to explain well the choices and to be able to handle them. We have you can have maybe a little bit less responsibility. It's also a choice of life uh, mm. for men. Also, huh? you can want to have less responsibility but live a, a, a different life. We know that if we go to top position jobs, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of uh, commitment. Mm. At the same time. This competition and this commitment should should be organized in a way which is not doesn't make it impossible for a woman 
uh, to to look for these jobs. For example, if you ask people to work at up to uh, ten o'clock at night, and they and a woman and a woman has children and has to go back and still carries a lot of the responsibility of the children, even if it's balanced more now than it was before. It's it of course it will create a prejudice. So, so again, the company should be able to organize the work so that you be respectful in the in the culture of, mm. of the company. After that, there are some jobs which are more difficult. Mm. If you are in the police, if you're in the army, if you uh, you will have a you will the have the hours a, are just different. Yes, if you are work in a big law firm, mm. the hours are very complicated. So it's uh, but not all companies are like that. Uh, you've got also a choice. You can also seek for companies where you uh, where it's more uh, where it's more uh, where there is a more balanced um, relation between uh, work and and. Uh, private life mm-hmm. and i think on that that's why we, we should be we should try to be efficient on the economical term i think on that it's very linked to the economy if there is n- not a lot of em- unemployment if there is full employment mm-hmm. well then people are much it's much better than trade unions then people you know what marx used to he was saying marx was saying that uh, the the employers would create uh, artificial unemployment so that they could get be in a better situation towards the workers. I think that on the contrary, if you've got full employment, you've, you're in a position where you can uh, uh, you you can also uh, see the company make a lot of efforts to keep you and to and to have you. And I'm not very I'm quite confident on the in the next 20, 30 years. I think that women will have a more and more advantage in in work. That the evolution of the of the jobs. Uh, is quite actually beneficial to uh, women. You have more and more women are now more than men in uh, succeeding better than men in school, and there will be a, a need of qualified job, and there will be more problem for non qualified jobs. And I think that on that, the perspective are not bad, but it doesn't mean that you don't need to be to look carefully and be fair in the in the in the way you build up your organization. Yes, definitely. And I think in um, in a lot of studies that BCG and McKinsey have done, it shows that a lot of this company culture and whether uh, this openness to diversity, to women, et cetera, and policies also comes because the CEO really believes in it. So do you mm-hmm. think that your leadership has sort of helped trickle down that at all levels of the company? Yes, at the same time, to be honest, Cosmetic industry is very. I think it's mixity also, you know, and uh, and a cosmetic industry is a very mixed uh, environment. I think that our uh, what brought more our, our leadership, the way we we I would say mm. we because it's more family uh, run the company is more this bienveillance, this creating a, a nice atmosphere. I, I like pe- I like to think it's not always the case, but we try. Uh, that that people come with pleasure to work, that they are motivated, mm. they, they they live seriously as a passion. You see, if if you succeed in that, then you have a very efficient company. I think that would be more the the, the factor that would make the company uh, uh, attractive. But mixity in cosmetics, to be fair, if I look at my competitors, they, we all employ a lot of, uh, we all have a lot of women working with. Um, I'm very talented working in our organization and we, mm. we, need, we, need, to, we need to have... You need to have the female yeah. talent pool. Of, of course, That's because of the, yes, it's, uh, it's uh, so on, on that, on that, maybe we'll remain a bit modest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's very interesting because one of the t- uh, top challenges, they say, is when 
uh, your when managers are recruiting women or promoting them because usually diversity is not intuitive. We have a sense as human beings to go naturally towards people who are like us, and we have a lot of biases. And it's great because you say that what you say is exactly what we have to do is that we have to look at the person in front of us and forget if they're a man or a woman and look at the qualities that they, this person offers. Yes, because I will look for people which are a bit are like me. In the sense, I will look, look for values that are my values, but I will not take the gender in consideration. Uh, another thing which helps also in our industry in general is that we're very international. Mm. You know, some industries, they're very local. They're very, if I sell yogurts, the taste of yeah. uh, Germany is different from the taste of France. So already two neighbors, you have to do a different product. But for, for cosmetic, we sell the same product all around the world and we're a very international company. Cisle, we do 90% of our, our, of our sales outside France. And that's the case of all yeah. successful cosmetic companies. So, so that's another case of diversity in so, terms of customer base. Yes, yeah, so I travel, you know, yes. I, I spend 90, for the last 35 years, I spend uh, three to four months of my time traveling around the world, working with different teams, working with 100 different nationalities. We have 100 different nationalities in the company. Wow. So you work with different cultures, with different people. I started also... Uh, you know, the first the first countries I opened, I was I visit for example Italy. I traveled in all Italy to open perfumeries, try to convince them that Sicily <laughs> was great. They had to take it, and it was. By the way, Italy is so beautiful. Europe is so beautiful, and actually, when you if I go further, the world when you have the chance to travel around the world, it's it's something which is uh, fantastic. In doing that, in interacting with very different different cultures and different people, you open yourself a little bit. Also, mm. you, you you see. Uh, you see different way of thinking. And at the same time, you can create this sort of common energy to build a brand. You will still seek for the same values. <laughs> Teamwork, yeah. uh, curiosity, enthusiasm, yes. empathy for the selling uh, the, 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 the sell, sell team. You, you will seek these values a little bit in, in the, the people you work, want to work with. Um, so I really like that idea about, uh, and I, you know, I read another article about you where you say that the quality that you look in people uh, that you want to hire is enthusiasm. And it's great because enthusiasm is gender blind. Mm, you know, a absolutely. man or a woman can have serve the same level mm. of enthusiasm. So it's more about what you're, uh, what you're prone to, what you're interested in, and what makes you vibrate. And that's the type of person mm. that you want to work with. And maybe this is sort of something that companies can think about when they have candidates in front of them and they're choosing who to work with rather than to bypass also the, the stereotypes that might come. Yeah. When you, when you hire somebody, you, when you look at, so when you have a recruitment, mm. you look at the first at the qualification. So it's really, uh, and then you look at the character. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm very intuitive in my recruitments. Uh, you know, usually, mm. we, especially for the top position, we, we have very, uh, you know, you go with, uh, with, uh, headhunters and they do a big file etc but yet at the end and you read the file and you but at the end of the day it, it's really it's really uh i think what i want to know is that if if the technical part of the job that i'm seeking for is uh and and some fields are more specialized some others i'm less but what i want to see is also the what i want to understand and feel is the the character mm. i made sometimes mistakes but not often and it's funny because it's it's more a feeling of the in the interaction with the person that tells you i'm willing to work well with this person this person is uh, 
has the values of the company. Mm. Values is enthusiasm. I don't Direct. need to have people which are agreeing with me, etc. Uh, you need to respect a hierarchy, mm. so you need not to be aggressive. But you can be opinionated without but, being aggressive. Exactly, but you need to, more than that. You need to give your you need to give your opinion. Mm. I'm, uh, you 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 want people which give you opinion mm. and give their point of view. And if they disagree with you, they tell you that they disagree with you. And I don't like people which are politic <laughs> in French. Political, we say. yes. Political, which means uh, uh, we want people which are. Uh, we don't do politics in the company. We, yes. we we are working with the same direction, and I need team players. Some people there. They're very technically they're good, but they want to have a duty and they will work on their corner and they will look at the other, you know, that's they they will look with the other parts of the company and they will not share, they will not pass the information. They they uh they will be political. And uh that is something that we really I try to avoid. Mm. If I have somebody which is political, I try I then I, I stop working with the person because you need to have this teamwork. It's it's you need to have the circulation of the information inside the company, and uh, and if you have that, it creates a really nice job environment for everybody. For us, it's very uh, enriching because it's yeah. we learn a lot, we interact with the clever people, and and for the people, it's great because w- what do you want? You know, in a company, you want you want to be influential. Yeah. You want to. Uh, it's it's not even about when you have somebody which is very talented. The problem is not to say to the person that you disagree with him or her. If you explain why, people can understand. Uh, and they can respect here at, at one point that somebody takes a decision. No, the worst is first not to answer. <laughs> You're in an organization. You see that you could do something, but you don't know how to, you know. How to push the idea, etc. Or you, 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 you give ideas and they are stolen from you and used by somebody else, and you, you don't get the credit. Yeah. So we try to create a very informal, easy contact environment for the for people, so that they, uh, so men, so that men or women, they work in a in an environment which is motivating for them. I think that you deserve also the people who would, you know. If you have bad bad behaviors, don't expect people under you not to have bad behaviors. So you have a responsibility. Sometimes things can happen that you disapprove, and you have to. Uh, but but you have a responsibility in the way that that uh, you behave. I don't see any pr- what I'm describing. The feeling I have that it's I have no difference working with a man or a woman is uh, in my in the way I feel it the same inside the company. Mm. The gender subject is not a subject yes. at all. I won't have somebody uh, saying, uh, it's, you know, not working with uh, another service of system because it's a woman or because it's a man. No, it's very, you have to work on it all the time, but they, they're really a team. Yes, so there's very much... And I'm very proud of that. <laughs> yes, no, it is something to be very proud of because I think that is a culture that you actively build. And like you said, you work on it every day. It's and on that, on that, I, I would say this, this type of culture is more specific. The, yes. The, the gender mix is more cos- the cosmetics. The international also context is more cosmetic. But the, this idea that we're really a team, that we uh, take quick decision, that mm-hmm. we really interact in a non non not too hierarchical uh, uh, way, this is really us. This is not our, our way of seeing. There's something very nice that I that I read about the people who you hire, and you said. They have to want to do things, feel that everything is possible, and believe they can change the world. Yeah, I, li- I like people who <laughs> believe they can sh- that they have an enthusiasm, have an ideal, things that they believe in what they do, believe in the products they 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 do, uh, 
And I like also people which which work long term, which builds a relation long term. Mm -hmm. That's something that goes with the family businesses. It's we work long we work long term. The interaction we have with customers, the way we advise them, is the, the, the way we do the products is very connected with this idea of long term. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, when, when you oppose capitalism to other type of organization, you make a mistake. The, the real subject is uh, capitalism has been very efficient, but the real subject is what the, what's the term. Mm. If you're very short term, if my, my objective is to build up my stock exchange, you know, price for in the, for the next months, I'm not going to manage the company the same way as if I'm, if I have an investment fund in the company and, and they want to sell in five years and therefore I have to build up for, to sell in five years. And I will not manage the same way if I'm a family business and I'm, I'm building to create a, a brand value. product, long-term value. And my teams are not going to work the same way. I'm not going to run the teams the same way. I'm not going to do the same buildings. I'm not going to have the same relation to my environment. This um, office here is a uh, high environmental quality. Uh, the one the one we have in St. Monomon where we have all our research is also high env environmental quality. You make these over-investments to get this kind of, of facilities because you are thinking long-term when you are building a different relation with your teams, when you are thinking long-term, you try to build teams for the long-term. So it's, it's a different way of behaving with your teams. You don't do the products the same way. You, you, I don't have to launch a lot of products to do quick turnover, but we can take our time. We can do the products we want to do. We can work 10, work, 10 years on the product if we want. We don't have constraint to produce a result for the next month's stock exchange uh, price. You know, it's, it's a... Uh, and that that gives us this this idea of the, this term gives us freedom. Economies which are favored long term have a, have a strong advantage. When you look, for example, the comparison between Germany and England, there's less tax in England, but Germany has a more long term vision of its economy and therefore build a very strong industry. And and I think that we sh we don't take enough even in our you know economical policy. We don't give enough attention to the idea of what term do we do things. It's true for politics also. Yes. But, no, but it's, it's very true. It's true I mean, for economy. You wouldn't run and practice for a sprint and run a sprint in the same way that you would practice or run for a marathon. Hmm. And it's the same thing for everything that you're trying to create in life. And it's a different strategy and it's a different vision. But I think that when you that this that when for a company you run a marathon, the behavior, the interaction you have with your teams with your environment with the quality of your products uh with your with all the ecosystem mm -hmm. it's is is much better it's much more yes. interesting uh is uh is much more is much more valid and and i think this is the expression of uh, uh, the way i see capitalism in a in a positive uh, way mm -hmm. and what is this long-term vision um in your eyes for sisley there's two things one is to build a, a to do great products. Mm. You know, I don't have a plan, five-year plan, all this is management. We, we, uh, we're we not on the stock exchange, so, so we do what we want in terms of development of the company, but it's to do great products. And I think that if you do great products, things follow. The second thing is to have great teams because you don't make a success if you don't have great teams. So all, a lot of my work is trying to get my team as optimal Put them in, an, in a, in and, and then try, try to keep them <laughs> that they feel comfortable in the company. So that's the, the second thing. The third thing, if it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Eh? It's not always, but if it works, which happens, I think when you do, if you're capable to put all this together, 
I think then there's the, the question also what, what you do with the, with the resources. Do you invest? Do you develop your company? What size do you want to, mm. to, to become? And also what's your impact uh, in your ecosystem? How do you, uh, how do you see, uh, uh, how, do you, how do you, can you use also some of the wealth that you've created to, to make things better? To, and we've created a foundation with Sisley. And when it's a family business, you don't have to take subjects that are, are useful for your company. Uh, you can take subjects that are interesting for you or where you think. And that's what we look, we look at it with a little bit also of our business. Also. Mm-hmm. Where are points where, where you could make a difference, which in French we say have a, an, an effet de levier. Yes. Uh, make make a, a strong difference, and we're working on on some. One subject is is it's is women. Women, yes, it's the uh, heart the heart of your family. Another subject which has nothing to do. with my subject is culture in Paris, mm-hmm. but we have Cité Paris on our on our products. So it's fair to do things for Paris. One other thing which is very important for us is uh, is uh, is mental illness. We mm-hmm. we think that uh, that this will be. Uh, the subject in, in health of, uh, of the next 20 years. Things were done for cancer, things were done for AIDS, uh, and, and we have to move things in terms of mental illness. It's, it's a subject which touches in France 20% of the population. Do you think that engaging your workforce on these topics um, is something helpful for the company culture? So, uh, first, the, 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 the choice... We, we do choice with, of subjects, and that's our freedom a little bit. We're not a quoted company, I don't, mm. so we're the owners, so we can make choices which are choices which are our choices, and we don't need to have a connection with the communication of the mm. company. Question about the teams, I, I want them to be free to be interested or not in the, in the subject, but the foundation is Cisle, Cisle d'Ornano, actually, it's got both names, and, and we have a lot of people which are interested, and yes, I think that at least for part of the people, it's something which creates a sense and an additional value to their work. So, uh, so um, uh, another thing is we've opened uh, the, the causes to projects which were bought by the teams. And mm-hmm. some projects, including some of them in, uh, helping a woman orga- uh, organization, have been brought actually by our teams. Oh, great. Yeah, and, so we, and we said to them, 10% of the budget of the foundation is reserved to projects which comes from the teams. And actually, it's more than 10%, but mm-hmm. it was just to give a figure so that they knew that they could bring with project. We don't accept all the projects. It goes through a com- committee. Mm-hmm. But for example, we help uh, uh, an organization which, which is called Kisani in, in uh, Congo, in Goma, which is one of the most dangerous places for people yes. in general and women in, part- in, in particular. And um, we create the safe environment where, where they do it. We, not we. These Belgium ladies, which are incredible, <laughs> since 10 years, they've created a sort of safe environment p- place where pe- where women can work embroidered beautiful linen that comes from Belgium wow. with African th- thematics and um, uh, have, ha- have beautiful little houses, send them kids to, to school, have food to eat and be quite protected. And that's a project which was came from our Belgium teams originally. Oh, and that great. we've been supporting for the last six, seven years. We even do little gift sets. So we support them, but we also buy some of the products. While we support some subjects which are more difficult, like, for example, uh, an association which helps women in situation of prostitution. Mm-hmm. So again, that's not very... And that, that doesn't bring us any <laughs> image advantage for Cisle, but, 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 but it's a situation... But it's an important cause. It's an important cause, and you need people to help. This very yes. fantastic association, which are doing a fantastic job. We help also something close to what you, you do, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, ADI, which is an association which helps uh, women 
uh, entrepreneurs in poor neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I went with through my, microfinancing. Yeah, through microfinancing, and I, I went to one of the meeting with uh, with my my mother in, um, in the Parisian suburb. They had all ideas. They had all their projects. They were presenting the project to her, and it was uh, with my mother. My mother didn't know very well what to expect, and uh, and we went out of that with you know a lot of energy. <laughs> It was it was um, it was uh, really great. So that's another uh, other project we uh, we support. The other half will return after a quick break. I know that you are also a literary man, and mm. that poetry is at the heart of of your person as well. And you already wrote one book uh, called Bête de Compagnie, which I think in English would be... Uh, Les Bêtes de Compagnie is, is animals that... that pets. Comp that pets, yes, pets, exactly. Yes. But, it has, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not as beautiful. But in French, it has a sort of play on words. It's more, yes, it's more kind of uh, poetic. And uh, so you already wrote one book and you're writing another book. And what do you think that poetry has given to your life as a perspective or how, how has it enriched things? The, the first thing is, I think that uh, life is curiosity. That's another important yes. point. So you need to do to be able to do many different things and, and to balance your life between work and other activities and try to have centers of interest. As long as you have projects, you have an interesting life. The second thing is I've always been fond of literature. I wrote also theater plays with my wife because mm. she's an um, uh, actress and she's, uh, and she's also a um, director. Uh, and uh, so that were projects, common projects. And uh, not projects, it was common plays that we wrote together. Great. So that was another, another type of exercise. And poetry, I started writing poetry when I was very young. And it was always personal center of interest. It's, a, it's an artisan work. It's a state of mind, you know, uh, Uh, which is sometimes a little bit costly because I always play on, I always mm -hmm. think how I can turn words around. And uh, I, I was not even publishing. Uh, it's, actually, it's my daughter said so to me, this is, this is, uh, if you have So to, they saw the potential in you. No, no, my daughter said to me, you don't, you don't write that and not publish it. You, if you, <laughs> you, you write it, you have to publish. So I said, okay. And uh, so I, I published it in a way which is a little bit, again, linked to the way we, we like to create things, which is, uh, which is I work with artists, uh, each, each of the book. So I'm going to publish them all because uh, mm -hmm. so I changed my mind. And I'm publishing each of them with an artist I'm close with. And uh, your daughters, they didn't just sort of motivate you to publish and push you to publish, but they also actively contributed to the project by translating. So, yes, actually, they, the, Milena, for Christmas, actually, they, they, they made me a first proposition of translation. The, it's diff very, very difficult to translate poetry because poetry is music, play on words. So this book has less rhymes, so it's a little bit more easy. And I speak English, so... They speak much better English than me, but uh, so I can work then and have the license of ch maybe change a, mm. uh, slightly a meaning to be able to get a, a, a result in English would be which would be closer to French. Uh, so that's a project. Both Milena and Shaya did a translation without looking at the other translation. So oh. I have two point of views, <laughs> which is also really really interesting because like we can now now that we have that we can pick on in each of the. Um, <laughs> You know, the ideas. No, it's it's uh, it's nice, and and uh, the, my three daughters, the three of them wrote poetry. Yeah, so, so it's uh, nice because they are helping you in a way. So they're <laughs> helping me. I I try to encourage them to write their own poetry. 
what do you think that men today can do to become more engaged in the cause in, in, of gender equality in their own lives? And how can we each be the change that we want to see? It's not something, even if there were progress, it's not something that is, that is forever. We have also, uh, we have also uh, still, you know, uh, questions or, or part of the words which are going in another direction. And, and, and therefore, it's really important to, to work on that. We could think that today the, 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 the trend in our Western countries is, uh, is, is, you know, is good and, mm. and, is, and is more balanced, but, but we need to show that, that it works well. Mm. Uh, I think that it's important that it, it, it's, it shows that, it, that, the, the, that it, it, be, it becomes a success. And, and in, in that, I'm a little bit critic when it becomes too aggressive, because when it becomes, because the success that we need to build. Success inspires. Yeah, will, will inspire the region and will make region where the problems are much, much more mm. violent and tougher result. Mm. At the same time, we still have a lot of subject. You, 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 you worked a lot on violences in, 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 in France. Yes. In the two first months of the year, uh, one woman died of violences every three days mm. in France. So even with all our progress and etc., there's still a lot of subject on which we need to, uh, to work. And, and, uh, and if you look at the word, I mean, there's, there's frankly, still a lot of work for us. Well, there is, yes, we, I, I, it would be even maybe the most important, mm. mo mo most important uh, 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 work to do if you look at really, uh, you know, uh, we're still taking, talking subject. about access to basic rights in many parts of the world. It's even stronger than the subject of races. The, I, I, and it's a subject which is much less treated, which mm -hmm. for a long, very long time has been much less treated. Problems of, for example, communities which didn't have access to the right of vote were, were addressed in the 19th century, but not the subject of women having yes, the right exactly. to vote. So we see that there is still a... There's something that needs really an acknowledgement problem yeah, that needs to be changed. And in the Western countries, we need to make a success. It should not become community against community, man against woman. It sh we should not go too far. Mm. We are, sometimes, because of there's been unfairness, the reaction is, and to you can you way. could psychologically un understand it, but mm. it's it's too violent. It's too communitarist, as we say in French, and it will give a, a result which will be the contrary of what we want to do. What we need to do is a, is a, is a success and a re uh, that this rebalance of, uh, of, the, of you know, uh, in, in, in a more fair way uh, becomes a success, is well accepted by society and can be set as an example. And do you think there's anything that we should be um, teaching young boys so that they are more engaged on the topic or more sensitive to... First, I think coffee. we should teach both young boys yes. and young girls. Uh, young girls, that they can do what they want mm -hmm. to do. They can practice. Uh, we sponsor a rugby... I'm a rugby player. Mm -hmm. We sponsor a rag uh, women rugby team. Great. Uh, doctors. Uh, in, uh, in, uh, so, uh, brilliant students. Uh, and... Uh, if they want to, if women want to play rugby, great. You know, actually, the French team, women French team, is has much better result right now than the men French team, and uh, it's uh, so it's the, the the idea that you can do what you want to do. Uh, that's the first point. The second, I accept that there are differences, uh, physical differences, but they are not. Doesn't mean that we're not equal in rights, but just that there can be uh, differences. That for me is something that uh, even for the freedom of women and for of is something which is uh, is important. 
And then you need to teach to everybody respect. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the subject. I mean, re respect in the relations is something that, will, that, that builds the relation. So, uh, so very often that is the first uh, thing and you've got issues on, on that clearly. Yeah. A think, woman should be able to yes. walk in the street without being harassed, which doesn't mean seduction, etc., mm. but just not being harassed. Uh, and, and that even in France, you've got a situation which are where, where, where it's places in Paris where it's, for example, uh, which where it's not the case. So, so there's a real, uh, there's a, mm. a real subject. On that, you have a, a subject. Yes, and I think that's this very important sort of respect for yourself, respect for other people, and each being an individual and that if you want to wear something, et cetera, that you're still treated with respect. Yes. After that, you've got the big debate in between France and America about the, the how do you say it in English, the, the wave? Yes. The Americans see the, the veil as a, a possibility to a freedom for women. Like expression. Yes. And we, we see it as a, as a, a sign of oppression. I, I would be more on the French side than on the American on that mm -hmm. because I, I think that if, if in many countries in the world you are forced to uh, wear the veil even if you don't want, then, yes. then the veil in itself becomes a symbol of oppression. And, and, uh, but at the same time, if it was not that, if there was not this oppression, I would be very comfortable with women wearing the, the, the veil. In, in the countryside in France in the mm -hmm. 20th century, in the middle of the 20th century, a lot of women were wearing also covered themselves yes. with yes. the foulard. It's not, uh, it's not uh, a subject. And it's not only because I have daughters, but it, I won't live in a world where, where we, we feel all, you know, comfortable. And uh, I was in a mm. boys' school when I was a mm. kid, and I promised myself not to be <laughs> never anymore in the only man environment. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's what brought you uh, to the, the complete opposite environment for, the, for the rest of your life. <laughs> Possibly. And at home, because you have a wife and, and three daughters. I have a wife, three daughters, and I have a dog and a cat, and everybody's, a, they're all women. <laughs> so, um, just if you have any last words for our listeners, and also, can you just tell us two words about the Maison Cisley in which we are right now? So, this is the head office of Cisley, but next, in, inside the head office, we created a Maison Cisley. Mm -hmm. Maison Cisley is a place, you know, where you get treatments. Uh, it's like a spa. And uh, we had a lot of demands on, on, of, that, uh, of having the, this kind of service in Paris. And the little, not only you have the, okay, the Cisley experience and the, the great mm -hmm. service, but also we decorated it in a way which uh, was very personal. And with with uh, pieces of furniture, some of them mm. are, are my my mother's. <laughs> Actually, it's always this link between you know a, a, a company and also this family yes. uh, this family touch. It's working very. It's starting. It's working very well, and we're opening new ones uh, as it's successful in uh, two other cities in France and in Prague. Also, we're opening one, and in Munich in Germany. Mm -hmm. It all started with the move to the, this new head office and the fact that we had the space. And uh, I, it was my idea to do the the, the Maison Cisley. But it was my mother's decoration. <laughs> and she had a lot, I think, you should ask her, but I think she had a lot of fun in, uh, in, uh, in doing it. And it, it makes, it's again, a little bit of poetical luxury. Mm -hmm. uh, a luxury, but where you feel comfortable, not an impressive luxury. Customer seems to, to like it. And then we have great teams. We have great service. We try to do uh, products, uh, I think, great also. So it's... Uh, so all this together brings it an, a very nice experience of what Sisley can be. 
Well, thank you very much, Philippe, for inspiring us today. Thank you, it was great to talk to you. And thank you. Thank you so much for taking part in this really important project about getting male voices on the issue of equality. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you. And that's all for this episode. Please subscribe, leave us a review, or get in touch on email, chiara at chiaracondi.com. This episode of The Other Half was edited by me, Lee Sean Huang.